Well, our next guest grew up in Taranaki before cutting his comedy chops in Wellington, then making the move to London, where he continued to hone his craft. He was a regular panellist on the show Seven Days and has appeared on numerous TV shows, including the Comedy Gala. He's taken out pretty much every comedy award there is to take out. It is a great pleasure to welcome Ben Hurley onto the show for Six and a Song. G'day, Ben. G'day, Ben. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you for reading out my Wikipedia page. That's always nice. <laughs> well, um, we do we do deep research on this show, Ben. You must know that, mate. It was good, although I was a bit concerned because you did say I was a panellist on Seven Days. Now, I, I don't think I've been fired. Uh, that show will be back later in the year. Right. There is something we need to tell you at the end of this interview, but we'll keep that up our sleeve. We'll talk about that off the air with you, Ben, but that, that's fine. Okay, stay stay right, happy. Mate, when did you realise you were a funny guy? Oh look, um, I, I, I think everyone's funny when they're a kid, aren't they? And then, um, and then everybody just everyone else goes and gets a real job, and um, and uh, and some of us don't, ridiculously. So um, that, that that was me when I was about twenty-one. I decided to jump on a stage, and uh, and uh, and then you know people started paying me to do it. For God's sake, mm. did you have other career aspirations at all before you decided to be a full-time comedian? Oh, my parents did, definitely. Oh, right. they, yeah, of they had a lot of aspirations for me, other than um, the one I've got. Um, oh, look, I, I, I could do public speaking, so anyone who can do speeches and debating, um, they always get pushed into law, so I thought I was going to go to law school. Um, and, uh, well, I'm glad I didn't, to be honest. Yeah. It is amazing how comedy's changed in this country, though, Ben, because it was reasonably recently where kind of comedy was a bit naff, you know, and, and certainly New Zealand comedians, they couldn't earn a living. There was no way. When did that change? Well, I think it, um, I think we got some, uh, some really good exposure, uh, you know, about a decade, maybe 12 years ago. Yeah. And New Zealand comedians started getting back on TV. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think we always had the talent. It just wasn't necessarily we weren't necessarily showcasing the right people, and um, and then you know the, the Concords struck it big and, and overseas, and and uh, Di Henwood struck it big here, and then and then Seven Days came along, and and it just kind of pushed um, New Zealand mm. comedy more into the mainstream, more into people's living rooms rather than being kind of a a grungy, you know, late night yeah. underground thing. Mm. Talking about grungy uh, late night underground scenes, Ben. Where was it, and and what was it like for you when you very first started out doing stand up comedy? Oh, it was it was incredibly exciting because you know as you said, I, I grew up in Harbour, so you know it just wasn't an option um, to do this as a living. So just the fact that you know I did these gigs in, in Wellington, and and someone would hand me you know literally hand me twenty bucks at the end of it. I was just over the moon, like it just wasn't something that was possible. Mm. So. Yeah, it was it was late night. It was it was um, a bit fringy, a bit grungy. Um, but that, that's kind of what made it, you know, attractive to me. It was it was a bit rock and roll. Um, you know, I mean, you you know, you guys you guys know doing those <laughs> that public speaking, doing all those those kind of events. They can they can be rough, but um, you, you kind of get thrown in at the deep end and, uh, and, yeah. and you soon find out if you're any good. Have you had, I mean, for, for some people, I saw I saw a poll once and they said, I think like 30% said they'd rather be eaten by a shark than stand up on stage and do comedy. Have you ever had a moment where you've actually done that dying on stage thing where nobody's laughed or you've been booed? Um, 
No, it's never happened to me. What's the next question? <laughs> no, no, of course it hasn't been. On the on the other side of the on the other side of the coin, when people uh, I know, well, you wouldn't know what it was like to be have a silent audience <laughs> that just glare at you at all. That's never happened patently. But on the other side, when you had an audience that's actually really you know rolling in the aisles with laughter, do you still get the same buzz out of that that you got when you were that kid from Harbour standing up for the first couple of times? Oh, absolutely. Look, I mean, in all honesty, um, you know, I have had those audiences and it is something that becomes less and less as you get along in your career, you would hope. Mm, yeah. um, New Zealanders don't really heckle, they don't really boo, um, unless they're a few jars in, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but they will greet you with a lot of silence. So I, I did four years on the on the British circuit and they're far more likely to tell you you're rubbish, you know, uh, yeah, out really. loud. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a funny thing, actually. Um, if we, when you get a really great crowd and you have a really great set, um, the next time, even if it's you know an eight out of ten rather than a ten out of ten, it feels so much less. You know, the mm. uh, yeah. the, come, the come down is is, is is massive. Yeah. When you were growing up, I mean, for me, I used to there was a I think it was an Irish comedian called Dave Allen. I think he had one finger, and it was televised when yeah. I was a kid. It was very funny. He had an index finger that had been cut off somehow. Yeah, yeah. you probably right, you'd yeah. be too young to remember that name, Dave Allen. But who were, who for you is the funniest person on the planet? Oh, well, that's sort of changed over the years. Growing up, I loved, um, you know, I loved Seinfeld and and, yep. uh, and, and Billy Connolly was a, was a favourite of mine. And yep. um, and uh, and I loved, I used to stay up late and watch uh, David Letterman uh, when that was on oh, TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, about, yeah. He had about, uh, you know, about 11.30 at night and basically ruined my entire seven-form year. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so they, they were my heroes growing up. We didn't get a lot here, hey, like... Yeah. This is pre-internet, obviously. So yeah. it wasn't like you could just see every comedian in the world at the at touch of a button. So there was there was limited options. And who is it for you now? Well, I, I mean, as I say, it's sort of changed. I, I, there's a there's a, um, a a London comedian called Mickey Flanagan, who'd, who'd probably be one of my favourites ever. But right. um, uh, working with some of these guys on the uh, on the on the circuit when I was in England, you know the 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 guys that um that have kind of broken through like Ed Byrne and stuff, you know, yep. I just, yeah, you know, the love love them and you know weirdly they've become friends and colleagues now. <laughs> it's, it's it's quite surreal. And I'm and I'm we're going to go to a quick break and then we'll get your song choice in a moment. But I, I am intrigued by this because uh, Phil and I over the years we've interviewed a few comedians and some of them are pretty doer when they're not on. They're <laughs> they're definitely not on. Ben, do you know what I mean? They're all, they're they're off when they're not on. They're cold and some of them seem a bit melancholic. Is it hard for comedians to have bad days, especially when you're high profile in this country like you? Does everybody expect you to be on the whole time? Yeah, oh, there's, there's probably a bit of that. I, I, I think, you know, the whole tell us a joke, mate, out in the street, it's definitely become <laughs> less over the years. <laughs> um, um, I, yeah, I think people kind of realise that, that it is an act these days. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily feel that expectation. Right. But then maybe I'm just massively disappointing everybody. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, no, it's Ben. He's no, so not funny, that dude. <laughs> what can we tell you? Ben, just just last thing for me before we go to a break. Um, you mentioned the fact that uh, British audiences are much more vocal in what they like and don't like and all that sort of thing. Are, they all, are audiences terribly different in different countries as in what the material can be? And what, what I'm thinking about is that, you know, there are some comedians. Billy Connolly was the first one that was, you know, a fair bit of swearing, shall we say. We're on ZB, so we, so we won't go into the, into the actual words. But are audiences very different, do you think, in what they will accept from different comedians? 
Yeah, look, I've heard there's been a bit of bad language on the show today, and you know, um, I was I was warned about that. So, um, look, I just hope Simon keeps his job. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. You know what he's you know what he's like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, you to answer your question. Um, yeah, they, they, it's it's quite a subtle difference, probably. I would say New Zealand audiences have some more similar senses of humour to the British, and um, and I would say Aussies are a bit more like the Americans. Um, they, yeah, it, we like we like our comedy quite understated and mm. and laconic, you know. Um, yeah. No one really likes it if you show too much effort. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yet, yet the the Americans, you know, they're they're almost the opposite. You know, you need to be sort of brimming with X factor and energy. And in New Zealand, we find that a little bit annoying. Actually, that's a very good point. If you compare the likes of say Kevin Hart to Reese Darby. They're yeah. poles apart, aren't they? And that's exactly what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, good. Mm. Joined by Ben Hurley for Six and a Song. Thank you very much again for your time, Ben. Good to chat. Yeah, thanks, Ben. So, thanks for having me on. Oh, pleasure. So how did the Seven Days role come about? Do you audition for that or did somebody shoulder tap you? Yeah, I guess it was a bit of a shoulder tap. I um, I was working in the UK at the time and um, and uh, was, was, was about to get married, uh, Kiwi girl, thankfully. And, yeah. <laughs> and so we're coming home to get married and, and um, you know, sort of settle down. And I, I was doing all right over there, so I had a pretty steady income. And, and uh, when I came back to New Zealand, we're like, well, I just, might just try and have to make this work, you know, and, and, and see what happens. And lo and behold, about three months after coming home, um, seven days happened. And um, John John Bridges is the the was the producer of the show at the time and yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah he just shoulders at me and said um, you know how about you come and help make this because I, I sort of helped um, come up with the ideas and, and stuff for it as well which was which is awesome to be in a, at the ground level you know such a success story oh, absolutely fantastic <clears throat> one thing I wondered about was without question you know we we see now there's a whole group of very very good New Zealand comedians and we see together on things like Seven Days. Do you actually have close mates with that group, or is it more just you work with them and you get on fine, but you don't actually ever socialise together? Oh, look, I don't care if those people live or die, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's sort of what I thought. I, I didn't expect yeah. you to be so honest, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy um, says no, the no. same about you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No, we're, we're, we're really a close-knit community, um, even... You know, even before Seven Days started, really, uh, I, I mean, I even it's, it, it goes beyond comedians as well. You know, people behind the scenes. I I have a WhatsApp thread with uh, two of the ex bar staff from the classic comedy bar. It's been going about six years now. So, right, um, that's brilliant. Wow, yeah. it's so good because years ago, I don't know if you remember Ben. I did a, t- a little TV role with Ben Hurley and Jeremy Corbett. It was a road trip. Do you I remember? Do. You remember that? I do, and, yeah. and I and I'm not saying this to be a sycophant. I genuinely thought you were one of the funniest people I'd ever met. You were just naturally funny. Do you have Do you have kids, Ben? Yes, yeah, I got two 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 girls. Oh, I forgot what gender they were in for a second. And what are they? And what are their ages? Uh, nine and seven. The reason I ask that is, you know, kids often think their dads are so unfunny by and large. You know, it's <laughs> like right. oh, dad joke yeah. sort of thing. Do your kids find you funny? Does your wife or partner find you funny? Uh I think my wife did find me funny, but I think just um, after three months of lockdown, it's um, more annoying than anything now. Um, I, I sort of pushed the dad joke thing to its absolute limit, you know, like I, I, 
you know, I think they find me funny sometimes, but most of the time I just want to irritate them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to most dads, I think, to be absolutely Francis with you. Hey, listen, just the last thing before we're going to do a bit of a quick fire round and then the song. You're back on the road from this weekend with your straight out of lockdown tour, which must be pretty damn exciting to be out there. Um, what can people expect from it? And if you could give us, I understand we may be able to give them a website where they can check out because it's a big tour, basically covering the whole country right down as far south as Queenstown. That's right, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, when it looked like we were coming out of this thing, I, you know, I just wanted to get back out and, and get on the road. And, and, um, and it's also to support a lot of the, the venues that have been struggling. Um, and under, you know, level two rules, you there's no point in having music really for these live entertainment venues because you, you know you can't have a dance floor, you can't have a mosh pit. So yeah. um, stand up is one of those things that ironically works when you have people sitting down. Yeah. Um, so you have um, you know cabaret style seating and um, you know up to a hundred is that's a pretty good number and uh, it, it kind of works. So um, that's why I thought that these two things would go well together. Um, and it's been really. It's been really good to, you know, put it all together, uh, and it's in association with the Save Our Venues campaign, um, who are uh, uh, looking after a lot of the live venues in New Zealand. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, you can just go to my website benhurley.com, and and uh, and there's all the links there to all the places. Um, starts this weekend at the Classic in Auckland, and a couple are already sold out. So benhurley.com to see those venue dates. Ben Hurley, our guest for Six and a Song. Thank you again, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Oh. Absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. Mate, we're going to get your song choice in just a moment. This is Rapid Fire, Ben. We're going to flick six questions at you super quick and just give us the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay, sure. What is your greatest fear? Oh, look, I don't want to be flippant, but probably the um, early retirement of Kane Williamson. (laughs) Right. No, very good man. Okay, next question then. (laughs) What's the most extravagant thing you've ever bought? Oh, probably my car. Probably my car. It's still not that extravagant. It's a Toyota RAV4 hybrid. <laughs> All right. So next to a Prius, that's very extravagant. Yeah, it is. What's the trait it's you new, most? It's pretty new. Pretty <laughs> good. Good. Oh, what, what's the trait you most deplore in yourself? Oh, just grumpiness, general moodiness. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Corbett mentioned that. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, who is the one person in the world that's living that you would really, really, you've never met him or her, but you'd really like to meet them? Um, I'm not going to give a silly answer to this. It'd be Barack Obama. Oh, nice, yeah. Good on you. Have you seen Michelle Obama's documentary called Becoming? Have you seen that? I have, yeah. She's an incredibly impressive person as well. Amazing, wow. yeah. Um, if, if, if it could be a, a double date, that'd be great. Perfect. We'll set it up. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, oh, uh, um, uh, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> no, no. Nobody's ever said that on the show, ever. No, we've, talked, we've been talking to people for a year doing this, and nobody's ever said nothing, Ben. <laughs> that is your final answer? No, I'd like. To, do you know what? I'd like to not have to sleep as much as I. I'm, I definitely need a lot of sleep, and I'd like to sleep less. Okay. I can do more. That's good. Good. All right then. Yeah. Now, there's a fire in the house. Your wife and your darling daughters are all safe and sound. What's the one material possession you would make damn sure you got out of the house, please? Oh, can I just grab a, a handful of records? So I've got. Um, oh. I don't have a heap of uh, vinyl, no. but um, no. I've probably got a. We've got a, a hundred or so. <laughs> I just Gee. grabbed them. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's great. you still got them. Well, yeah. good on you. Oh, well, I've, 
I'm, I'm like, like any 40-year-old man, I've, I've got into vinyl again. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Listen, Ben, that's where we'll leave it. We're going to finish with your song. What song have you chosen and why, please? Oh, I chose uh, Barbara O'Reilly by The Who because this is one of the most triumphant songs of all time. It good is. man. Ben, we'll finish the show with it. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for everything and good luck with your tour. Go well, Ben. Thanks so much for having me on. I love this song. This is The Who. We'll leave it there, folks. Have a great day. We'll see you safe and sound tomorrow. See you later. Bye. Let's get together